mad, unreal. This is Arthur. That is Isaac. And for this episode, we are going to continue on with part two of our special series, What If the Batman Was a Black Man? Part one, uh, we did uh, several months ago, um, early May, late April, and we explored the origin of Bruce Wayne uh, as a boy in the context of what black wealth would look like, what his background would look like, um, and how wealth is built and perceived uh, in the black community in parallel to the Bruce Wayne origin story. And I mean, just a note uh, to let you all know that when we are doing this, and this is part two of a four-part series that we have planned, um, there are many storylines in the Batman canon, uh, but we're mostly following the Christopher Nolan film model as the basis for our discussion. Uh, it's the most recent. It's the one that most resonates uh, with the culture right now. And, I mean, in my view, it's the most realistic portrayal of Gotham City. So if you guys haven't, <clears throat> excuse me, if you haven't um, listened to part one of this series, which was Origins, um Stop right now, go back, check that out, and then come back right here and listen to part two of this series. So this was inspired um, by a tweet from a writer for The Daily Show. Um, <laughs> uh, I pulled it up again. Do you want to do you remember what it the yeah, exact I do, tweet was? I do. Because I've actually forgotten um, the, the, the exact tweet from Randall Otis, um, writer for The Daily Show. The exact tweet, this was back in April, um, just a random tweet. He said, uh, the reason Batman doesn't cover his whole face is because he needs the police to know he's white. Mm. So this this preceded, you know, the uh, current um, 2020 Black Lives Matter movement, which was sparked by uh, the murder of uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, um, Ahmaud Arbery, so on, you know, and et al. You know, the, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, that that tweet was a random tweet back in April, and that's what kind of like sparked our uh, you know kind of wonderment, like hmm, curiosity, like what if what if Batman was black? So part one was origins of uh, that alternate you know universe where Batman is black. We dove in everything from how the uh, Wayne family built their wealth um, all the way up until I think I don't I can't remember exactly where we stopped. Um, but I think we got into a little bit of the Bruce Wayne, I guess, Bruce Wayne as a young man and his his viewpoints um, as a very young man, as a child almost. But, yeah, just how the Wayne family itself kind of built their wealth and then how the, the impact of their death um, of the Wayne family of, of Thomas and uh, Martha Wayne's death. If they were black, a black, you know, billionaire family, um, how that would impact Gotham. And, and I think in addition to your the note that you gave about Christopher Nolan, I think we should. The, the other note that we gave, I think, in the first episode of, of this series is that um, as two people who have a very close relationship with Chicago and the fact that Chicago has been used as a stand in for Gotham in the Nolan series and in some other comic book storytelling as well. Um, a lot of our views or a lot of our kind of like um, scenarios and hypotheticals are kind of like based on our real world view of Chicago. Um, I think we did that a lot in the origins. I, we probably will do some in this episode as well, but um, I think that's another note we should put out there. So part two is of this series is what Arthur Turnbull What's part two. Well, part two is going to be emergence. And so let's kick this show off and I will do it. Alfred Pennyworth style. <laughs> this would be mad unreal. Let us proceed. <laughs> all right part two what if the batman was a black man uh emergence so his parents have been murdered and bruce wayne uh he's become obsessed with ridding gotham city of crime and corruption uh, mm-hmm. which include city government uh, and the police department. Um, now, you know, we're we're pretty well versed in what that looked like in Batman Begins, where mm-hmm. uh, he got trained um, by the League of Shadows under Ra's al Ghul. Um, 
and immersed himself in the ways of uh, the criminal mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so his views as a white man, you know, I, and I said this in the episode uh, um, um, previous to this mm-hmm. about Batman, you know, being just the true model of superhero, you know, white privilege. Um, Batman is the superhero that is, you know, really close to the metal, mm-hmm. so to speak, with the community. He works directly with the police department through Commissioner Gordon as the intermediary. Um, but his view is as a very wealthy um uh, white man mm-hmm. which in america is um a privileged you know position right um you know but, but in this context you know as a black man even even with with money um and the wealth resources that 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 he would have um you know i i wonder what his views on criminality would be just how different they would they would be mm-hmm. well i think it's it's interesting to note that in batman begins um bruce wayne as as, as portrayed by christian bell he you know makes an effort early on to understand criminality in other mm-hmm. words you know you remember that scene where he um you know throws his coat to the uh to the homeless cat and then he just jumps on the steamer that's leaving port Um, And then later on, you know, he details to Ra's al Ghul, you know, how he lived as presumably for years, you know, he was gone for seven years. So presumably for a number of years um, lived as, you know, impoverished, you know, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember he made a point to talk about him being hungry, like the first time I I stole because I was hungry, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that point that it was like, I'm not I'm aware of the fact that I don't understand, you know, coming from my background, I don't understand criminality. Um, or where, you know, or outside of textbooks, I don't understand why crime occurs. Um, and then he's driven to the point where he's like, okay, you know, I put myself in a situation where I needed to steal because I was hungry. Um, and then he says something along the lines of, you know, yeah, my viewpoints, you know, I don't think he says changed, but he basically says my understanding, you know, came to another level, um, at that point. So and then, you know, was also to notice that later on, Ra's al Ghul tells him um, Ra's al Ghul is played by Liam Neeson, tells him that the criminal mind is not complex. You know, he says that to him. Um, so he basically he's, it's almost like he's disagreeing with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you, you know, you don't you don't worry. You don't bother your mind yourself about all that. The criminal is not complex, um, which is that which is to say that the act of crime um, in the Western world specifically, it's not a complex issue. They just, you know, people just do it cause they're, they're, they're bad. Um, so that was interesting. So if you put, you know, if, if Bruce is an African American growing up as we detailed in the last, uh, the first part of the series in the origins part, growing up in a household where his parents are, you know, the first, you know, black billionaires, mm-hmm. right. um, I think it, one of the things I guess this this is going to be a reoccurring theme of the series is that it comes down to what did they instill in him? Did they mm-hmm. did they instill in him the Ra's al Ghul aspect of you know hey you know those people that you see doing committing these crimes in Gotham blah 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 they're just they're just evil people they're bad people um, or did they instill in him you know the complexity and say this is you know we are the rarity um, but our people have been you know have had this level of um, oppression inflicted upon them for so long that here's the, here's the result, the present day right. result of that. Um, did they put that in them? And if so, does he still feel the need to go out into the world and experience that for himself firsthand to the point where he has to steal food in order so he yeah. won't starve? Um, right. Does he do that as a black man? Yeah. See, it's th- I think a lot of that could be fast tracked for mm-hmm. a black Bruce Wayne. I mean, you know, the dynamics of wealth in, in the white community, um, I'm far from an expert, but there's the idea of, I mean, there is that 1%, you know, super rich layer, you know, mm-hmm. but under that, there's a larger layer of, of members of, of, of white communities who, you know, who have money, do mm-hmm. pretty, pretty, pretty well, 
you know, for themselves. Upper middle class, right. Upper middle class, you know, lower upper upper class, you know. And then underneath that, you've got the upper middle and, you know, people that are, you know, not doing as well, but, you know, doing well. You know, Mm -hmm. have homes and, and, you know, paying for their kids to go to college and loans and businesses and things (laughs) like that. So in other words, there there are these layers here, 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 here. Black wealth, there are gaps, Mm -hmm. right? So, and in those gaps... You, you always find that the super rich in the black community started from, at best, middle class. Mm-hmm. At best, And then right. something happened. Right. And they, they shot up, you know. So mm-hmm. they're not that far removed. That's what I'm getting to. They're not that far removed from the situation in the context of the middle class, lower middle, lower class. In fact, a lot of... Uh, uh, a lot of uh, uh, a great barrier for black wealth, you know, both concentrated black wealth and and pervasive black wealth. You have multiple families is the fact that a lot of black families that do well for themselves, mm-hmm. that middle class, even going into upper middle class, take care of members of their family. So they, in, in effect, support two families right. or, or their own family and extended. Right. You know, and the super rich version of that for the white populace are, you know, trusts, grants, <laughs> right. foundations, not for profits. And these, the, you know, these kinds of inst- they're, they're institutional building, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and their wealth is created by a variety of, of streams, mm-hmm. whereas black wealth, not so much. Mm-hmm. Does it right. exist in certain scenarios? Yeah, but by a very few amount and it's not as pervasive. So... I think that that the that the need to save Gotham, protect Gotham, um, has you know more to do with the environment in which Bruce's family grew up in that they then instilled in Bruce, and if they didn't, Bruce's grandmother certainly did, right? Because you see what I'm saying? Because you're not that far away, you mm-hmm. can actually touch the person that was you know before the, the you know the wealth that the Wayne family now has in the black context mm-hmm. so how different then again looking at uh, Batman begins when he comes back from you know um, from from the east from Asia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know begins his um, his, uh, his 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 quest his obsession the first thing he does is you know you know I have to become a symbol you know, I've become something that people can't just take down. So right. in that regard, I kind of see because, OK, we're talking about how, how Bruce Wayne views criminality mm-hmm. um, as a black man. And I agree with you. I think I think it's, you know, that the fast track. I think that was a great term you used, fast tracking of, you know, how he, he would he probably wouldn't necessarily need to go starve in order to understand it. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. he may, like you said, he can reach out and touch it within his own family tree. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that one thing that may remain the same is that that aspect of I can't be I can't just be Bruce Wayne, black man, you know, building, um, you know, community centers and, you know, you know, foundations and trust and doing these th- all this money I have. Yeah, I can do a lot of, you know, I can invest a lot of things and basically he can do what we're talking about now as far as, okay, when we talk about abolishing the police and replacing it with, you know, taking a lot of that mm-hmm. money or defunding the mm-hmm. police and taking a lot of that money and, and then dumping uh-huh. it into the communities and actually building communities where people have decent housing and jobs and, you know, healthcare. Bruce Wayne may be on that same thing as a black man and be like, oh, okay, yeah. I can use these, you know, all this money I have to either to do that. I can use all this political influence I have to force other people to do that as well. Um, he may be on that track as a black as a black Batman, but at the same time, I do think he still would ad- want to adapt a symbol. In other words, something that can't be like he says in, in Batman Begins, something that can't be corrupted. Um, as an anonymous figure, um, having that a- a- anonymity gives him the ability to be out there and doing things that he can't do as Bruce Wayne. You know, somebody who they could you know, plant, you know, uh, if his, his, his enemies could plant, you know, um, images of, you know, certain type of pornography in his, in his, in his, um, 
on his laptop and then that comes out in the news and there's a scandal and next thing you know mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne billionaire is you know his his image is destroyed and nobody wants to do business with him you know you can do that to individuals you know you can take down individuals you can right. scandalize individuals but as a symbol you know like he says in Batman Begins he has the anonymity and the the freedom to move around and do things that he can't do as Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. so and when he comes back from Asia one of the first thing he does is he creates that symbol then he starts making up that he starts building a dossier on how is this corruption, you know, built throughout the hierarchy and the mm-hmm. infrastructure of Gotham City, you know, through the police department, the mayor, this, that, you know what I'm saying? It's like all these, these tentacles of uh, mm-hmm. corruption is like, you know, spreading out through all these different inf- the infrastructure of Gotham City. And he starts to look at it from a big picture point of view. I think that if Batman were a black man, that to use your term would be fast tracked again and it would be extrapolated. It'd be expounded upon, you know, it'd be mm-hmm. more of that. Like I, I know it's not just about, you know, this cat over here who, you know, robbed the, the liquor store, you know what I'm saying? Or robbed the corner store. It's not about him. I'm not going to spend my nights, you know, you know, chasing cats like that. I'm going after the big picture and figure out how, if we're going to do, if we're going to do some, uh, we're going to do some trickle down to use, to use uh, the Republican term, we're going to do some trickle down um, change around this piece. So I'm going to hit the big picture, the big umbrella of all this, you know, yeah. corruption and oppression and attack that. And that's how I'm going to, you know, I'm going to attack it as Bruce Wayne and I'm going to attack it as Batman. I see his, I see his tract, you know, being more like that um, as a black man. Um, so expounding upon the little bit that we saw in Batman Begins, because then, to be honest, in Batman Begins, what's he what's he do? He he makes that chart and starts looking at the corruption, and then the the person he goes after first really is the mob. You know, yeah. it's like he goes he doesn't go after the police department so much as he goes after the mob. Um, so I don't see Bruce Wayne, black man, spending a lot of time on uh, organized crime so much as he would on organized crime within you know the political structure. No, I could agree with that. And even the symbolism, I was thinking at first about, okay, well, you know, would he be Batman? Like, you know what I mean? But then I remember when, um, I do remember that when I was, uh, when I was little, um, we lived in an apartment um, on Walton Street in Chicago, off of Lakeshore Drive. Oh, wait a minute, uh, is that that one? That's not the one that, uh, that was on Astor Street, I think. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Well, I lived on a, yeah, for a brief time on Astra after Walton. But I'm just saying, I lived like right up in the Gold Coast, right off of Magnificent Mile. And I remember, mm. and I was like maybe five or six years old, but I remember vividly, it was at night, I was I was reading right before bedtime, and I remember my mother came into my room, mm-hmm. and she said, uh, I'm closing this door, don't open it. She was mm-hmm. in her nightgown and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm six, I'm like, okay, yeah, program, let's roll with it. <laughs> and it turned out, it turned out that there was a bat in her bedroom. That had Whoa. flown in through an open window, and uh-huh. she had called uh, uh, the doorman. Uh, there was a doorman, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, who came up. Gold Coast, and, of course, yeah. And either either killed or injured the bat so much that the bat flew back out the window. He came in with a broom. Because she told me later. Mm-hmm. She told me the next morning, you know, what had happened. Wow. And so that really resonated the whole Batman, you know, thing like, wow. <laughs> wow. You know? And I remember like, OK, well, yeah, it's it, that that's 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 a real thing that actually. No, dude, you know, no matter how long I know you, you always come out with some story that I've never heard before. You know, see, I know you've gone more than 20 years now and you come up with something. It's like you never told me the story before. See, if I was you, when I tell this story, I'd be like, yo, then the bat flew in my room. Um, scared the hell out of me. I developed a lifelong fear of bats, and that's why I'm Batman right now. <laughs> so you're yeah. telling the story wrong, man. You gotta tell it like that. But yo, that's that is crazy. Yeah. So I mean, I knew I knew your pops had lived um, Gold Coast, like in that one building. That remember, I took the picture and put it on Instagram that time. You were like, yo, my right. dad used to live in that building. It's a beautiful building. I think right next to the Ambassador Hotel. Yeah, um, Ambassador East, old Ambassador East Hotel. Yeah, Ambassador East Hotel. Um, but I never knew that you lived over there for a while and that, you know, you had this bat thing, this bat experience. So, yeah, this, that's that's an interesting story. So you say but, that to um, say you say that to say I'm saying that to say that, you know, I, I could get the plausibility of Batman, that that wouldn't that narrative, you mm-hmm. know, could be constructed in a mm-hmm. very plausible way. Um, and I do believe that that um, he, he would he would still feel that he needed a symbol. 
um, and in and also in the way that would protect him as a black man deciding to become a vigilante. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the recent HBO series The Watchmen, you know, had a character that was called Hooded Justice, and Hooded Justice publicly mm-hmm. was represented as a hooded white man. Right. You know, and you could see his eyes and, you know, skin color within the eyelets, you know, that were cut out. But it was revealed, spoiler alert, but it was revealed that Hooded Just- Justice was actually a black man. Mm-hmm. And the need to be able to, as a black man, the need to be able to defend people, but also having to protect himself personally, mm-hmm. as well as his family, I think is also a very real component in this story. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So we I know, you know, I bookmarked that cause that's that, that thought right there is going to lead directly into, I think what we're going to talk about in a second, but yeah, let me ask you something first though. You and I both, um, neither one of us comes from wealthy, you know, super wealthy families, right. definitely not billionaire families, right. but we both have spent time as, um, young adults, young kids living in communities where, um, that you know there might have been another black person next door or down the street but we were by we were definitely a minority the most the, the heavily the populace mm-hmm, of the community mm-hmm, was mostly mm-hmm, white we both have experienced mm-hmm. that so let me ask you because i know the answer to this on my side but let me ask you in your household you know in, in that gold coast household would you still call that a black household in other words Mm, was there black culture question. in that household? Was there black art? Was there black music? Was it, you know what I'm saying? Was it still a, was it almost like a black microcosm within this bigger macro universe of um, European Americanism? You know, what could, I mean, do, do you remember back that far? Yeah, I can. I can remember a good amount. Um, and emphatically, yes. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of black art. Um, my parents traveled a lot. I remember uh, a lot of West African art statues and paintings um one of which i still have um mm-hmm. in my home now mm-hmm. and so the reason i asked that is because because it was the same with me in terms of when we moved to a to a white community and mm-hmm. i would come home to our house it was almost like entering a black universe within the white community you know what i'm saying it was like a, yeah. a, a black yeah. microcosm it was like I, yeah. and it wasn't something i thought of consciously, I guess, when I was younger. But then as I got older, looking back, I realized, wow, you know, that's that had a huge impact on me. The fact that our household was so steeped in black culture, not even right. purposefully, but just naturally, right. you know. Yeah. That, matter that, of factly, that, even. Just matter yeah, of factly, yeah. that's just what it yeah. was. It's not um, like you walk in and then, you know, the decor is like red, black and green walls. No, it's not like <laughs> right. that. But it's like just red, what's, black and green wall where you're wall. coming from, you know, <laughs> permeates through. You right. know, your purchase decisions and your aesthetic. Right. So I asked, I bring all that up to say that to, I guess, to almost further your point, Bruce Wayne as a black man, even as a billionaire, billionaire mm-hmm. family, if they, you know, steeped him within, you know, African-American culture, if that was just his natural existence, um, mm-hmm. even as a billionaire, I mean, you know, it is, it's a huge difference. You know, I'm, we need to acknowledge that, you know, whether or not, Black culture, not no black culture. If you're a billionaire, that just puts you, you know, puts you in a different, different uh, area, different world. But just hypothetically, as a billionaire, if he's steeped in that, you know, if his family's steeped in that, then I think that does further your point that yeah, um, a lot of these things get fast tracked for him. His 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 views on criminality, his understanding of crime. Mm-hmm. Um, if his family is, especially if his parents are progressive enough um, to have educated him and to show him what's really up. And then for mm-hmm. his own personal experiences, whether it's through extended family or whatever, um, yeah. or stories being told to him by his, his, his grandparents or whoever. Yeah, I, I think it is a different, it's a just a different experience. But now a good question would be, um, how would he be perceived in the public? And the voice of the public would be through the media. How, mm-hmm. how, how this emergence of a mass vigilante that's black how's that gonna go 
I think that 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 heart, that goes back again. That's why I said put a bookmark in it and come back to it now, because I think it goes back to what you said about the Watchmen series. Spoiler alert again. But in that series where, you know, there was a, a, a black character who put on a hood, you know, put on a mask um, right. as a vigilante, but then felt the need to project even underneath that mask um, that there was a white person underneath that mask. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a European American under that mask and not an African American. That says to me, okay, would if Batman were a black man, would he feel that need? Would he be aware of that? Listen, vigilante is one thing. Black vigilante is another thing. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. now the media, right the now the media uh-huh. is not only perceiving me as a vigilante, I'm a black vigilante, which is a whole nother level of threat. That's another threat level. Black right. men are already perceived as threats. Without masks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. how, let me ask you this. How mm-hmm. many times you probably have the same experience I have of surrealism over the last four or five months since we've been wearing, you know, masks to protect ourselves from COVID-19. It is a surreal feeling to be a black man sitting in my yes. car about to go into a store and I'm putting right. on a mask, you know what right. I'm saying? And it's like, especially if you're wearing sunglasses too, it's like I'm, I'm covering up my whole face and right. I'm about to go into this store Whereas a year ago, I would have been very hesitant to do that, even if I, you know, was one of those people who did like to wear, you know, the facial mask when I had a cold or something, Mm -hmm. um, which isn't really probably doesn't happen as much here as it does in in Asia. But let's say it did happen here a year ago. That would have been something that I'd have been like, nah, because if I go in there with this mask, (laughs) they're going to think I'm there to rob the place. You know what I'm saying? If there's a cop around you know, he may, you know, do something. Um, he may draw down on me, you know what I'm saying? For yeah. all I know, yeah. um, it's, it's a day. And so for now in, in 2020, again, I can't be the only brother that's experiences. It's a very surreal and odd feeling. You become very aware of the fact that, um, how much you are perceived as a threat, even though everybody's out here wearing masks. When I put mine on and I'm about to walk up into this store, there's that one second or maybe a few seconds where it's like, Whoa, should I do this? You know, right. So and that, it, that, that's that white privilege that I'm talking about. You know, mm. that's that's the thing where it's like, you know, I don't I don't by and large think that that white people, white men in particular, you know, who are cancer survivors and need to wear a mask. Right. Mm hmm walk into a place and even consider for a second of any kind of perception, outward perception or threat level or, or anything like that right. beyond, well, I might get a strange look. Right. That's not something that we know. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's going to think I'm there. And I don't, be, right. And yeah. I'm saying by and large, I don't actively think that white people are like, yeah, ain't no big deal. I'm white. I'm, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. outside of some satirical notion. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like that at that basic level, mm-hmm. I need to put on a mask and take COVID out of it. Mm-hmm. Take the concept of a cancer survivor or someone who is actively on outpatient chemotherapy. Right. I'm, I'm, and I can say, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? If you have a mask on and you walk into the drugstore, much less a bank, yeah. and you have this mask on, <laughs> that clearly is right. non-threatening. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, 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 people are looking at you twice. Right. And they're looking at everybody's, you in a defensive everybody's manner. On guard. Yeah, everybody everybody's is on guard. Yeah. Regardless so, of what you, Yeah. So if, if, if our Bruce Wayne, who is the African-American Bruce Wayne, I think we can agree that at the very least, that's going to be a thought in his head like, hmm, okay, I'm going to adapt this symbol of being a bat. Yeah. I'm going to put on this mask. Yeah. That's, you know... They still know I'm black, though, you know, so do I need to cover up? Does this need to be a full face mask? Like the tweet that started this whole series. What do you say? My man from The Daily Show said he, you know, he only wears half a mask because he wants police to know he's white. Right. So now as African-American Bruce Wayne, does he say, listen, does he go the opposite route and say, I need to cover up my whole face so they don't know I'm black? 
I believe that that's the case. And I believe wow. that he's figuring out how he's going to get this suit made out of Kevlar head to toe. <laughs> right. He goes, he goes to Lucius Fox early. <laughs> it's like, yo, I need, I need Kevlar. <laughs> right. we, you know what I'm saying? Give me armor, real armor. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll figure out how to move later. But I mean, that's, that's the really interesting take. And I think that, you know, if he doesn't do that, if he goes with the same mask as the, you know, the white Bruce Wayne and it's just half the mask. And so you can clearly see these black. Yeah. The media coverage on that, the perception is going to be not just vigilante, however they want to phrase it. It's going to be yeah. black vigilante, you know, yeah. 20, 30 years ago it would absolutely be blatant. It'd be like, there's a black vigilante in Gotham. That's what they would yeah. say. That's what would be the headline. Yeah. It'd be on the evening yeah. news. In 2020, they might figure out a way, hmm, how can we, how can we get that across, you know, yeah. without just saying it, they may, they may say vigilante who happens to be a black man, you know, that'd be like right. the second sentence, you know? Right. Um, right. So, and but now it, see, here's another thing too, though, right? The benefit of going full cover is that by and large, people would not think that that'd be the last thing that they would think. Mm-hmm. They would think this is a Chinese vigilante, but they think a black man vigilante because <laughs> there are certain something. activities yeah, right. that we are perceived as a black community that we are perceived not to partake in. Mm-hmm. Like that, mm-hmm. we just don't have the faculty to think out out outside the box like that. Well, I mean, say what you, let's let's say it clearly, brothers. You know, if you had a, most people ain't gonna think a black man getting dressed up as a bat. You know what I'm saying it's like that's that's not you right, know let's start, there. Like, let's start there. <laughs> let's start there. It's like you know, if you had to guess like who is that jump running around the city dressed up as a bat, first of all, you not you probably not gonna think it's a black man. Second of all, you definitely ain't gonna think it's, you know, a billionaire, Bruce Wayne, black man. You not why would he be doing that? You know, that right. would be you know, it would be a much further further stretch. But to go back a few a second though i think that just think about the idea of is there a different you know connotation between vigilante and black vigilante mm-hmm. i think bottom line is i think what we're, we're both saying is that the threat level is just like that much higher not necessarily with just with the people that he's trying that batman is trying to instill fear in mm-hmm. but also with you know the media with the general public because they're going to be like, okay, is this like some type of uprising? You know, is he le- is he going to lead like the black population against the rest of Gotham? You know, what's right. what's going on? Is he the champion of black people? It's kind of like the same thing with like, um, if you turn on television, you see a show with, you know, the, the the whole cast is white. You don't immediately think, oh, this isn't a show for everybody. This is just a show just for white people. That's not your immediate exactly. thought. Whereas if you see a show with a complete, if you turn on Martin, you know, on this completely black cast, mm-hmm. a lot of people, um, a lot of non-black people are going to just keep turning because, oh, that's that's just a black show. So that's something this, I can't relate to. I can't relate to. So if this black right. vigilante shows up, <laughs> are they going to be thinking? We've been watching Frasier for years, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I watched Frasier, Seinfeld, all that. But if if this if this black vigilante shows up, is that going to be the same perception? Like this isn't just a vigilante; he's doing something for black people. Like, you know, mm-hmm. he's represent. Is that what the mm-hmm. perception is going to be? You know, and I, I, yeah. I think it would be. I think. Yeah. And I mean, it could even be used as cover for just the same ways that we, you know, that we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. like I'd be the last person that people are, you know, would suspect. I think, you know, the other side of it, I think it would be it would instill in this climate, especially um, in 2020, it would instill a lot of fear in the police department. You know, the police would be like, hold up, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, with in Batman Begins and in The Dark Knight, the police relationship with Batman, especially in Batman Begins, is antagonistic because they're like, who is this motherfucker? You know, who, you know, mm-hmm. what's going right. on? And of course, he has a relationship with Gordon. But then in uh, The Dark Knight, he has a strong relationship with Gordon and the police kind of like tolerate him. You know, the other mm-hmm. cops kind of like tolerate him and just, you know he's just out there and you know, they kind of use him almost like a boogeyman type thing that. And also, you know, you can do things that we can't like he, so he went to, so, so Batman went to Hong Kong and got, and got loud. Exactly. Yeah. He's the boogeyman. He's like, yeah, we can have him do the, you know, some things that we can't. Um, exactly. So if he's, if he's a black man though, I don't, I feel like one, the relationship he has with the cops they're going to be much more antagonistic towards him and the threat. They're going to perceive him as a much greater threat. How do we know he's on our side? You know what I'm saying? What's, 
you know, this this dude, maybe he's here it'd be, to... It'd be like an alien, like an alien comes out of the sky. Right, maybe he's here to enact, you know, vengeance on us for what we've done to, you know, what some of us or most of us have done to, you know, mm-hmm. uh, com- the communities he comes from. Um, but then also, how would his relationship be with, with Gordon? You know, presuming that Gordon right. is Gary Oldman and not... Um, uh, uh, Jeffrey Wright, you know, who's going to be in the new Batman films. So we're just looking at Batman Begins, uh, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. How is his relationship with Gordon? Is Gordon as um, receptive to to Batman? Um, that's that's another interesting point of it. And I, I think that really that that I guess we can't get too much in that because that just really depends upon Gordon as an individual. You know, who sure. is he is? How does he perceive things as an individual um, versus the conversation we could get into with, you know, how does the police department as a whole view Batman as a, if he's a black man, I think that's a, that's a different thing. But, you know, I also wonder how would Gotham's black and Latino population react to the emergence of a black Batman? Mm. You know what I mean? In the same kind of way, like, you know, are we even thought to have that kind of imagination within our own communities? Mm. Yeah. You know, would he be, like you raised an issue was like, would he be a savior or would he be a sellout? Mm-hmm. Like you helping the cops? Well, I think the first, the, the first reaction would be disbelief again, you know, and not to be funny, but the first reaction would be like, why would, you know, why would a black man? And let's be clear. This takes place in a world where there's not superheroes flying around left and right. You know what I'm saying? And right. The, ba- this, right. Look, Batman drives a car. Batman drives a car. <laughs> yeah. This takes place in a universe where superheroes are not prevalent. You know, it's not like, you know, we've seen anything like this before. This is like a first of its kind. So who, why would a black man dress up in a bat, bat costume and, you know, be attacking, uh, you know, corrupt cops or city hall or, you know, the cold and the, the mafia or whatever. Right. Why? You know, that I think that would be, that would be the first, you know, feeling or the first thought. And then maybe the second thought would be one of almost disassociation. Like, you know, mm-hmm. does it, if he, if he's, if he's on the South side of Gotham every night, you know, basically, um, rousting, you know, small time criminals, you know, then yeah. it's a more of a concern. It's like, yo, bro, you know what I'm saying? We just, out, we out here to survive What you, you know, you, you know, what's up? Why are you, why are you mm-hmm. messing with us? Why are you hassling us? Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you go do something you know, uh, about X, Y, and Z? Why don't you fix this problem? I think that may be the reason, the reaction, you know? Um, so, I mean, would it, you think it would be a harder job? Cause we haven't even gotten to, you know, the Joker, Two-Faced, Penguin, Riddler, right. none of that. We just still, right. we still dealing, dealing with, with trying to. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, I think that for okay, so again, looking at Batman Begins as kind of the blueprint, as the the the, the structure of this, if he's if he's a black man in that regard, how would the how would our communities perceive him? Um, I think in that in that light, Arthur, I think that it may it may go okay for him, you know, because mm-hmm. look at what he did in that mm-hmm. film. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily it rousting, you know, again, um, you know, he wasn't on the south side, you know, um, breaking up car games. You know what I'm saying? Right. He, went, right. He, went, right. he went on the south side, you know, uh, stopping weed sales, you know, and, right. you know, so he wasn't doing he was that. On, he was on the north side trying to stop a pandemic. Right. Right. Well, the weed, I can't even say weed sales anymore. So it's legal now. But he wasn't he wasn't involving himself with that. He was downtown, you know, um, had a you know a crooked cop you know dangling from a, the top of a roof um and he went after you know mob cats who were mobbed up and tied to the politicians mm-hmm. so it may go okay with him you know it may if he was a black man doing those things they may even mm-hmm. champion him be like yeah that he's one of us you know he's he's finally doing something that's going to help out everybody um but i don't know if his if the perception of him I think that disbelief, I just feel like that would be the first kind of like disbelief and disassociation. Like, what is this? Does this have anything to do with us? Because we both know that in the city like Gotham, it's not one city. There's multiple cities. You know, it's like different worlds, you know. So it's like, okay, just because one part of the populace is all up in arms about this doesn't mean the other part of the populace is going to be all up in arms about. We know that from COVID-19, 
um, has had a hugely different impact on different parts of Chicago and New York than it had on other parts of Chicago and New York, mm-hmm. you know, in other cities, LA, um, the Bay area, um, down South. So we know that if, if, if Batman as a black man is in, is somewhere in Gotham doing X, Y, and Z, how does the other part of Gotham perceive that, you know, does it impact them or do they not, like I said, is it disassociation? Do they not, they feel like it has nothing to do with them. Hmm. You know, here's something that I wonder, and it is a little outside of the, a little further outside of the box than we're thinking, but thinking about Chicago mm-hmm. um, and South and West Side communities, and I'm thinking about the plethora of police cameras that are on several corners right. to mon- basically monitor activity um, and presumably, you know, drill down into where situations are occurring that they can more efficiently dispatch Mm-hmm. you know, officers too. that Batman being on the South side would be picked up more often. In other words, that police would have a better idea of seeing him in real time doing, mm. you know, right. Batman it's simply shit. because there's more cameras. Right. Right. Mm. As opposed co- to the North side or downtown. Right. Yeah. It makes me wonder if the police would, if even that would be fast track, meaning that, police internally would be able to see that he's less of a threat and more of a help given the context of the stuff that he's doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know. It seems like it could swing both ways. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I think put the corruption angle back into it. Right. I mean, obviously if he's doing, if he's reinforcing what the police are already doing, in other words, Mm-hmm. only really policing and being a, a, another um, almost like an occupying force, you know, mm-hmm. occupying army um, in black point. and brown uh-huh. communities. If he's just reinforcing that, then they like, cool. You know, he, he you know, and even the media perception of him then goes, mm-hmm. becomes much more positive um, because yeah, the Batman was seen, you know, on uh, East 71st street, you know, doing X, Y, and Z. Um, he was in the wild hundreds last night doing this. He was on 95th. Yeah. He was, you know, if he's, and he was on the West side doing, you know, if he's, if he's basically reinforcing what the police, the Chicago PD and other, you know, um, and the Gotham PD, the New York, the NYPD, whatever, mm-hmm. if he's reinforcing what they're doing, then yeah, I perceive, yeah, his, the media perception have becomes very positive. Um, if not though, if he's this shadowy figure to your yeah. point, not being caught on camera as much, um, almost mythological. We know that everybody can agree upon one thing that who's mm-hmm. you know, everybody who's seen him agrees upon the fact that he's black. Um, and he's just throwing a monkey wrench and how this whole, you know, all this infrastructure and this system works. Um, yeah. Then the media perception of him goes down immediately. And the cops listen, Gotham PD is now forming a task force. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not like they're just like, yeah, <laughs> this dude is annoying. Uh-huh. No, uh-huh. there is a task force. The mayor has allocated funds. You know, yeah. there's a, a Batman takedown, black man, Batman immediately. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's forces roaming the city trying to catch this cat. Um, it would get ugly. It would get ugly mm-hmm. very quickly. Um, so to the, the point we made earlier, maybe that is why our Batman may decide to wear a full mask instead of the half mask. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um so, but okay. So then you asked, you mentioned earlier about him being perceived as either a savior or a sellout. Um, I think again, that, that goes back to what we were just talking about as far as who is he saving? You know, if he's, if it's very clear that he's saving, um, you know, if he's, if he's has a very clear viewpoint and a, a realistic viewpoint, um, on what needs to be done in order to help Gotham, Gothamites, um, Gothamite, Chicagoans, New Yorkers. If he's if he's very clear on what needs to be done to help elevate um, their conditions, their their life conditions, and to 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 remove the the need or the cause of crime, and to mm-hmm. um, um, the the murder rate goes down significantly, and people are you know find themselves able to afford better housing and all these all these things if he's in support of that and doing using his resources to do that um then obviously he's the savior he's the savior if he's all over south side of Goth- gotham busting heads every night and 
you know, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's the extent of his activities, then he's probably viewed as a sellout. And again, it's like, yo, man, why are you over here hassling us? Um, yeah. Instead of doing things that can do that can make real change. But um, I still think his job would be that much more difficult, you know, even without that, because, you know, in in the Nolan films and I mean, Batman, you know, overall, I mean, rarely is the mayor of Gotham City you know, mentioned or introduced. I mean, it happens every once in a while, but it is rare. Mm -hmm. And what I mean to say is thinking about politics in, in Chicago, you know, if, if a black Batman emerged, that was, you know, in aiding the community in certain ways, you know, it seems like the city council would be, (laughs) just, would just be like activated, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I think about I think about aldermen and older women, but collectively aldermen in Chicago, you know, who champion certain very specific causes for themselves for a variety of reasons, and how Batman could be used, you know, as a tool where almost he becomes a resource of the city, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. you know, every year, you know, we get into after the winter, we get into you know what streets are going to get fixed first with all the potholes well not this community not that community you know and then aldermen you know get into it about where they where the needs are and how these resources aren't being allocated to them you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. it's like a black man would be black man well that's what he is but black man (laughs) but a black batman would be would be turned into a resource in that way (laughs) right but if it was in our community (laughs) right but if it was like white bruce rain it would almost be you know, like a given mm-hmm. that, well, you know, we, you know, we're not going to see him in back of the yards in that community, but, mm-hmm. you know, we'll probably see him and her hear about him in Deerfield mm-hmm. or something. <laughs> I think, you know, part of that, though, I think is that, again, I think that if he is, is if, if black Batman is about, you know, really getting to the root of the problem and, you know, he's about getting rid of, you know, corruption and, and the need for or the, the causes of crime in Gotham, um, then he is spending the majority of his time, you know, going after, you know, uh, uh, actual cops and going after, you know, yeah. politicians and doing that both as Batman and as Bruce Wayne. But that's not to say that, you know, if, cause we also remember Batman is a detective. So that's not to say if, um, you know, a tragedy happens on the South side of Gotham, you know, a little black mm-hmm. girl's killed. He's not going to be, you know, all up and all over that. You know what I'm saying? That that, that strikes a personal chord because now these are his these are his people, you know, so then oh, you are going to see. Yeah, yeah. Then you are going to see a lot of personal involvement because um, he may also be aware of, look, the cops may not give this the resources that it deserves. You know, mm-hmm. this isn't the media may not give may not be giving the, the attention that this deserves. And this person that committed this murder is still, you know, at large. Yeah. Um, whether they be black, brown, white, whatever, they're still large, and this this child has been killed. You know, I'm, I'm making all this up. Obviously, this is yeah, but universe, it's real. But, this real scenarios, right? Yeah, so yeah. that and that in that case, I'm seeing yeah, Batman, um, on you know battles it on two fronts. It's like yeah, I understand that um, the gross amount of crime and the majority of crimes um, are committed by desperate people who have been, you know, corrupted by a system that corrupted, you know, corrupted the people before them and that's going to continue to corrupt people after them. Mm-hmm. Even though you have that understanding, you are also understanding, okay, this right here, you know, something just happened last night. I need to investigate that no matter what part of the city it's in, because those people who you know are affected by that, the parents of that little girl, they deserve justice. That little girl deserves right. justice. I need to let everybody know that if something like this happens or you even think about doing something like this, I won't be all up in your ass. You know, he needs, he was set that, that tone. And again, it would be more of a personal thing because these are his people. Um, so mm. that, and, but then also again, going back to the media thing, they may perceive it. Okay. He is, they may make the, the assumption that there's this black vigilante out there um, called Batman. They may make the assumption that he is going to give more uh, special attention to South side of Gotham, West side of Gotham, Mm -hmm. um, because those, you know, those are his people. That may be the assumption as well. Um, And there may be pressure. And this, I guess this is why going back to what we said originally, why it's so important for him to be an anonymous, uncorruptible figure is because they can't really put pressure on him to do anything. You know, even Mm -hmm. if they perceive Mm -hmm. these things, they can't be like, you know, 
um, run up on him at his office. You know what I'm saying? They can't run up to the back right. cave and be like, right. you know, with the cameras and be like, you need to answer these questions we have for you. You know, they can't do that. Um, so I guess that, again, makes it impo- why it's important for him to be an anonymous, you know, figure instead of a man. Well, I don't know. We could put a lid on it right here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's all, I think, to me, one of the most important things or one of the most interesting things, again, was that idea of... Um, the, you know the the idea that you brought up as far as the Watchmen connection. You know, I didn't I didn't yeah. think about that. The idea that you know his revealing himself to be a black man, how that can affect not just how he's perceived by media or police, but by the populace and yeah. you know the the reactions and the you know the mis the mis or the perceptions and the misconceptions is 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 very layered. And from him coming from that point of view, I think as with most things being you know a person of color in the united states or in the western world in general there's always these levels of complexity and nuance that you have to think about before any action just like you know we talked about mm-hmm. putting on the mask before going right. in, you know putting on the, uh, right. the face mask right. right there's all these levels that you gotta think about so our bruce wayne you know black man um batman it's like the level of shit or the things even though he's fast tracking through other things like we touched on earlier in this episode there's a lot more nuances and levels of thinking that he has to go through um, as opposed to what, you know, uh, white Batman Christian Bale had to go through. Um, and so I think that's that's an important yeah. part. We're going to put a lid on it here for uh, part two of what if the Batman were a black man? Uh, part two emergence. And um, we will be back. We have them mapped out, but we're going to keep them like, you know, just reveal them as we go. But um, like, you know, like we said earlier, if you guys have not heard part one origins please definitely check that out and um because it dovetails with everything we talked about today obviously um but yeah there's two more parts coming up that kind of take we've started with the origins we got into his emergence um and then the last two parts obviously are going to kind of take it full circle um deal with you know batman as a a prominent figure within the city of gotham because like you said we haven't even gotten to like you know the joker and mr freeze and Mm-hmm. What's the Joker? What if the Joker is just like an outright racist? What if, in addition to everything else, he's like insane, all these other things, but then he's like right. just an outright, like inward, coming left and right? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what if he's like outright, just like white supremacist? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Uh, find us <laughs> online. We want to have this conversation. Um, on Twitter, hashtag your comments and questions, hashtag mad unreal. Uh, my name is Arthur. I can be found on Twitter at a double r t h u double r. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at um, at Isaac Perry i s a a c p e r r y. Um, and definitely, definitely hit us up and let us know your thoughts on everything we talked about today. Um, if you guys disagree with us. Please let us know if you agree with us. We'd like to hear that, too, um, obviously. So, yeah, hit us up on uh, Twitter and make sure you hashtag it Mad Unreal so we see it and we will include your thoughts and comments on upcoming shows. All right, everybody, continue to be safe. Keep the hands clean. Keep them off your face. Wear a mask when you're out in public. And uh, we'll see you next show. Peace. Keep it unreal. Keep it unreal.